1: Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. I'm Janet. I'm Mel. And I'm Helen.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Asian Boss Girl podcast. For today's episode, we are going to talk through something that I still feel pretty vulnerable and you about sharing, but I think it's time. As many of you avid listeners out there know by now, and for those of you who are just tuning in and fresh this podcast, I, Helen, am pregnant with my first child, and it is a wild, wild place to be. Even hearing those words coming out of my mouth, I'm like, Who, Janet? Who, Mel? (laughs) Who, my sister? Who's pregnant? Me? It's weird. I have obviously never experienced something like this before, and as someone who has always wanted to be a mom, it's funny because I'm in this weird place where I don't feel prepared at all, having completely jumped ship from a secure corporate job with benefits and an incredible support system, and having left that less than two years ago to pursue this dream and passion, which is this podcast and this community, and building something beautiful with two of my closest friends – It's been an utterly scary, yet beyond grateful place to be. And today, we are going to talk about all of it. Mel and Janet were one of the first people to find out about my pregnancy, so they've been along with me on this journey for the past three months of my
1: current six-month journey. Oh my God, yes, this episode has been long overdue. (laughs) I still remember when we found out back in May, was it? When you had just passed your first trimester, um, I was literally in shock. Um, (laughs) I know that you had mentioned to Mel and I uh, earlier in the year that you and Phil were open to start trying, um, but in the craziness of everything that was going on, you know, between adjusting to doing abg full-time to you guys you know buying your first home and flipping it (laughs) to um to you know all of the stuff that was happening around the world and then in may it was APAM, so we Mm -hmm. had crazy Mm -hmm. speaking events and all this stuff happening um in all these partnerships i did not expect that to happen i remember when when you pulled us aside um you know in your in your new home you said you know i have something to tell you ladies and for a moment, the thought flashed in my mind. I was like, what, are you like pregnant or something? Like another <laughs> thing to add on top As of a the joke. five big uh-huh. milestones? Yeah, yeah like, like what's the next thing? Pregnancy, right? But I was like, yeah, there's like no way. No <laughs> way because of all this stuff that's <laughs> happening. And then I remember opening the box and seeing that little baby booty. And I just, screw- I was like, no <laughs> fucking way. <laughs> I was literally, I felt so vicariously like I was in shock and just, it, it turned from, like, disbelief to incredible, like, my body just, like, this overwhelming wave of joy and, like, yeah. happiness. And I'm looking at you guys, and you guys, your eyes are, like, watering. And I'm like, oh, my God.
2: And at this time, I was still dumbfounded. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Yes. Two very
0: different reactions, but both so genuine and authentic. And it was, like, the best way to have, like, shared with you guys. And I'm glad that you didn't expect it. I'm like, yeah, I yeah. can hide a secret. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think to be honest that's probably the biggest prizes I've ever like been a part of yeah. in my life.
0: Your face was shock, pure <laughs> shock. For like five minutes, <gasps>
2: <gasps> like my mouth was like wide open. Like you can tell,
0: birds nest. It's like let me could stick come. a hot dog in there.
2: <laughs> you guys will see our reactions on Instagram where we just posted it uh, a few days ago. So you can see the genuine shock on our faces mm-hmm. when that happened. Mm-hmm. Just to give our listeners some context, Helen, do you mind sharing how many weeks are you into your pregnancy? Yep.
0: So as of the recording of this episode, I am in my second trimester, twenty-five weeks and five days. And the length of a full-term pregnancy is uh, forty weeks. Well, wow. Mm-hmm. So more than halfway through. And I also use this app called What to Expect, which I would highly recommend for any future mamas out there. It tells you how big your baby is in terms of fruit and vegetables and sometimes like movie products. Oh. So this week it is the size of an eggplant. That's, that's big. big. It depends on how big the eggplant is, sometimes I'm like, Is, is, it, is an it an a organic eggplant or <laughs> is a mini one? Yeah, is it organic? Because those are
2: large. They're also very long. <laughs> they <that's laughs> right Wait, so twenty. So you said twenty-five weeks. You said um, there's forty weeks in a pregnancy. Yeah, generally on average, yeah. Got it. So that's around nine months, right? Yep. Uh, Sorry, sorry. someone's doing that right now. Put this into perspective. Because I'll be honest, I am that person that um, just to share. Helen's my first friend that's actually pregnant that I'm close with. So I'm Mm. "Hmm, these friends are very new to me. So whenever they say I'm don't need seven weeks, I'm twenty-five weeks. I'm just like cool. uh, What does that mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like how many is that in months?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm like five. Almost six months. Oh, wow. No, wait, I'm over six months. Six times four is
1: 24. Yeah. Yeah. So over six months. You're, oh my gosh, you're literally... Wait, so this means you're at near the end of your second trimester, yes, right? I am. Okay, and then there are three... So the third trimester is generally when you're, like, really, like, ready to... We're not, it couldn't come any day, but it's like, that's like the final, final stretch. Mm.
0: Yeah. I think I've gotten to a point, I forget when Annie said there was a certain week where after you pass that hump, you could technically have the baby survive out of the womb. So I am beyond that point now. Oh, really? Technically. I mean, it would be very difficult still if it's this early, but you know, cases have been in the past where past this week, you can have a baby survive out of the womb. So
2: I just can't believe you're two thirds into your pregnancy and literally only have a few months left. And you have a human yeah. with us. I know. What the heck? I mean, honestly, when I, when I see you open the door for us during the meetings, we're just like, there's two of you guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, whoa. There's two hearts in me. Meeting. I know. it's crazy. The baby can hear us at this moment.
0: That is very true. Yes.
2: Hey, baby. <laughs>
1: Talking about long <laughs> eggplants.
2: <laughs> well, I do, you know, obviously it was a big shock to, you know, Janet and myself and maybe your other friends too. Um, but was your pregnancy planned?
0: Yes, yes, it was. Um, I have always wanted to be a mama. I love kids. We, I feel like we all love kids in this room. I love like my niece. My, we all love my niece and nephew so much in this room as well. And I am just like a huge family person. I, I always wanted to have kids. And for Philip and I, we are a bit more traditional, I guess, in that we wanted to have kids after we got married. Mm. But as many of you know, our original wedding date of March 12th was canceled without further rebooking. And we knew that if we wanted to, you know, book it again, it would be at least a year out in 2022. So we had extensive conversations about what the options were for us during this pandemic, right? Okay. Either we wait a year to get married at in our like dream wedding location um, and then start trying to have kids or we do a mini ceremony with just us two, maybe a few friends and family members or just like have a baby and fuck the traditions and, you know, just do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Literally, but <laughs> we decided to go with the mini mini ceremony route. Um, And not only that, but the reason why we wanted to not wait a year with pregnancy is that it is still such a black box on whether or not a woman is fertile Mm. or if the man has a faulty specimen, right? Mm. Throughout history, women are always shunned for infertility, but it could be the man's fault too, right? You just like never know. There are a lot of factors that go into making a pregnancy work. And unless you go to a doctor specifically to check to check on your fertility, you don't really yeah know if you're able to conceive or not. So for Philip and I, we decided to just start trying because yeah, you just never mm-hmm. know. And also the timing for pregnancy for getting pregnant is actually very difficult. You're mm-hmm. technically only able to get pregnant during your fertile window in your menstruation cycle. And you generally only have like 6 days I think like max to get pregnant in a month. Mm. So you got to like time the shit out, which it's funny yeah. because I feel like mo- like the movies and mm-hmm. and media play up that like oh if you have unprotected sex you can get pregnant at any time, right? Yeah. But then now that we're older and understand the ovulation cycle it's like oh it's actually a very short window of time for you to be able to get pregnant.
1: Yeah, it's only about a week in a month, right? Or even less than that. Yeah. Of, of the, of yeah, like a, a
0: one have... week in a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luckily I have been tracking my period on an app. On my phone called Life. And I had data points going back to 2019. So for anyone wow. out there, yeah, wanting mm. to like have a baby in the future, I would highly suggest to start tracking your period so you know when your ovulation cycle is. Mm. What's that happening? Yeah, what? Download right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> Life? Well, you track your period,
1: right? I do. Oh, actually, yeah, I use a different, I use like a something called flow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. it, so you it should just, be the you same You just thing. want to be able to track like the frequency and. God, yeah. God, so
0: God. actually when it got closer to when we were thinking about trying, I used flow. And life, just so oh. I can corroborate the two to oh, see when yeah. my ovulation cycle be. I'm gonna be.
1: download both. <laughs> gonna die, I have flow, so I need life. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it was like one day off between the two apps, so it was pretty accurate. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. We were able to get pregnant pretty quickly. It's weird. It's like, it's kind of like a science yeah. to like getting pregnant yeah. and sometimes really unromantic because it's like, all right, right now, we gotta go. <laughs> let's do this, you know? And it's like, oh, I'm working. But uh, yeah, I guess when, when you all get to that period of your lives... Isn't it like, really like that? Kind of, yeah. I
1: actually, I've heard... So I have a couple of other friends uh, also going through the same experience of trying to get pregnant now. And I've had some conversations with them, yeah, about how it can actually feel like pressure. Yeah. Like, so for you guys, were you... So it's, like, because you're, like, okay, it's only this week, right? And Mm -hmm. then maybe this is, like, too personal, but, (laughs) like, is it, like, only at night or, like, I mean... I mean,
0: it depends. It it could be at any time of the day. It's just within that period of time. Mm -hmm. And I think for Philip and I, we also are more, like, spontaneous about stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: we also, during that time, like, had very busy schedules. Uh, That's what I was wondering. I'm, like, even if
1: you guys were to get, like, sometimes you're just not physically together a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. So one like solution was that we would go on getaways for oh. a weekend during oh now we know i mean that like really allows you to be present with each other and it's like the best oh that's you know, true, true. baby making mm-hmm. scenario so yeah does baby
2: conceive in the bay area or just getting <laughs> i don't know i do know but i don't know <laughs> oh okay uh <laughs> wait question so what month did you start trying
0: we started trying in, like, January. Yeah. Early this Oh, season.
2: my God. What? I'm, try- I'm trying to remember what was happening. I mean, think right. I know. You and now you know. <laughs> oh! Wait, what? We were on a trip together, but Jane and I were doing our own thing one time.
1: Yeah. yeah. Doing our own
0: thing, not getting pregnant? <laughs> Baby was not conceived in January, so we can all do math. But...
2: February. Wait, February? No, March?
0: March. March. Yeah yeah
2: anyway, Sorry, we're, right? I think I this whole episode trying to figure out when the moment <laughs> happened. I guess the reason, here's it, the reason why we're so curious is because again, this is such a shock to Jane and I because we see you almost every day. yeah, that I actually didn't know you were trying.
1: Yeah, yeah, I well, knew you had said you had <laughs> mentioned it. you had mentioned it, but I didn't know all the active steps you you mm-hmm. guys were taking right. Cause I, cause you were also telling, updating, every time we met, it was like ABG stuff. And then you were like updating, I'm also buying a house. I'm also doing this. So it's like the details. Yeah. I knew that the kid was like a thing that was happening, yeah. but I didn't know how actively you guys were trying.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, a week, a month,
1: <laughs> actively trying, <laughs> but, but the fact that you were, yeah, like you were tracking your period right, and right, it was right. intentional. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think that's what I also, also wanted to share on this podcast is just like, it does take a bit of science and it does yeah, take yeah. prepping if you really mm-hmm. want to try and get pregnant. And you know, for Philip and I thankfully luckily it didn't take us too long Mm. because every time every month that passed where nothing happened it's just like and you get your period it's just like oh damn it you know Mm. it's just a waiting game and and you have to wait another month and it's just such a black box you never know when it's gonna happen but very very luckily we were able to get pregnant quickly which i know is not the case for everyone and i do feel just like very grateful about that Mm. situation but
1: yeah we were trying got it done (laughs) Wait, so then would you, I guess like the way you knew you were not pregnant is just you got your period. Yeah. So then did you just only, there's only one time you peed on a stick and then it was like you're pregnant. It's when I missed my period and I was like, Mm. oh, I already know. Oh. (laughs) Because are are you like really precise?
0: I am pretty precise. Yeah. It's like, it was like pretty much every like 28, 29 days or so for me. Um, but when I missed it and I had missed it for more than like four or five days, I was like, uh-huh. Oh, here we go. So it, for Philip and I, even like the reveal of it, it wasn't a surprise. Mm-hmm. So we walked to CVS together, had to Aww. like search for, cause like, do you know where the pregnancy, pregnancy test. tests are in CVS?
1: Okay. By the condoms. It might have been actually. Yeah, yeah. It it's might like have fam- been. It's a family planning section that yeah. they have all. Yeah,
0: but it. we didn't know, so we were like going around looking at like, oh, these are cotton pads. These are like <laughs> pads. Is it here? Is it the candy aisle? Like, where is that? <laughs> and it was like in the tucked in the corner, and I think it is where all like the medical stuff. Yeah. is. Obviously, it should be there, right? But we didn't know, so we bought it together, and then um, had like. the next morning because i guess it's more accurate when you pee on the stick in the morning but we peed on the stick in the i peed on the stick in the morning he wasn't in the bathroom with me but yeah we waited for like the lines to show up together and it was a very a very happy moment oh that we shared
1: oh my gosh yeah oh sorry i'm having a moment Speaking about all the science and everything and how, you know, even before the uh, conception of the child, you're tracking your period and then there's the missing your period mm-hmm. and then there's the woman goes through so much physically, right? And pre- preparing for pregnancy. Can you talk a little bit about kind of this physical transformation that the woman goes through and what that has been like for you?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Where do I even start? There are so many things that happen to a woman's body as she is going through pregnancy. Obviously, the biggest physical transformation is um, the your belly growing, mm-hmm. and it's the weight gain. And for me, throughout my adult life, I've had issues with body image. And it is a lot to take on when what is happening to you is just completely out of your control. Mm-hmm. I think especially during the first trimester, I was feeling nauseous. I had migraines, and I was getting bigger. I think I gained like 6 to 10 pounds in the first trimester, which is not a small number. But it was just difficult. strange because like,
1: I feel like Mel and I literally did not, I mean, I know this yeah. is whether it's the right thing to say or not, but I literally, I'm like, you still don't really look pregnant. Like it's one of those things where from the front, you look like nothing.
0: No, I think I've gained like 20 pounds since.
1: Wow. I don't, and it doesn't, yeah, but I mean, it's, it makes sense. You're growing a human being. I
0: got a lot of extra blood in me. (laughs) Yes. But uh, yeah, I think especially just during that um, first trimester though, it was difficult because no one other than Philip knew that I was pregnant. So to me and my perception of how people saw me, thank you for saying that, that like nothing seemed to have changed, but I was thinking that like, oh my gosh, Helen is just gaining weight without the title of pregnant woman for Mm. three months. And that was really difficult for me to take in. So for a long period of time, I wanted to hide the belly, just wear baggy clothes, obviously just hide it too, because you did not want people asking about it. But I wanted to hide this body that I didn't feel like was mine either. Mm -hmm. You know, I would look in the mirror and just be like, I don't know who that is. Like, Mm -hmm. and I'd never felt that way before. It felt like a really out of body experience to see myself and just be like, wait, who is that? Oh, wait, that's Mm me. Oh, that's weird. Mm -hmm. You know, but Now that I have announced my pregnancy to the public, which happened five months in, I am at a place where I do feel fully content with what is happening to my body. Like, I have accepted the fact that bodies are meant to change. They are constantly transforming. And especially during pregnancy, this is honestly the most beautiful transformation that I could mm-hmm. ever go through with myself. Like, sure, I can spend a year trying to get the most ripped and strong and lean and healthy that I can be. And I have done that. But now in hindsight, it's like, then what? You know? Yeah. Once like you I- achieve
1: that state, what else was What yeah. was it for? Yeah, yeah, I've been
0: there. I've done that. I commend people that do that constantly. But... Sometimes, you know, it is for the wrong reasons. And I look back at some of my old photos now on days where I thought I had like bad body image days. And I'm like, Mm. yo, I look good. Like, what the, like, what was I thinking? What is wrong with me during that period of time, you know? And it just proved to me how much we, or at least I, like, obsessed over image Mm. and how much value I had placed on myself because of my external appearance Mm. and how much it steals your joy and your ability Mm. to be present and grateful for everything else that is happening when you're so focused on your image. And realizing that now, obviously I'm just talking about like body image and like physical transformation and all of that, but now I'm just focused on what my body is doing Mm. rather than what transformation is taking place like externally. Mm. I am the heaviest that I have ever been, having gained 20 pounds in like six months, but I have never loved my body and have never been as comfortable in my body as I am now. So, it is a very beautiful place to have gotten to this realization and this acceptance and just feeling very much in love with like every everything that is going on in my body, even if it doesn't feel like it's mine sometimes.
1: Mm. Mm. I love that. When do you feel like the 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 transformation kind of happened for you and like what were do you think there were things that you were doing to help actively like get to this place? I think it was once I was I announced it mm. to more people that it didn't feel
0: like I was trying to hide this mm. and, tr- and just trying to accept what was happening to my body alone, mm. like by myself internally. So yeah. The concept, of, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. The concept of
0: just sharing and being like, yo, I'm pregnant. Of course my body's changing. Yeah. Instead of like, I'm not pregnant, but my body's changing. Mm. Yeah, yeah You know, that helped me to just like be like, oh, yeah, this is amazing what's happening mm. to me. Yeah, Yeah. But it did take that step for me. And I'm sure for a lot of women, they're like, yeah, I'm pregnant. This is what's happening. But for me, because of just my past with like body image and things like that, it it wasn't easy.
1: Yeah. And I feel like for a lot of women, um, even maybe people who were not conscious of their body, perhaps they will experience these thoughts for the first time of feeling foreign in their body. Yeah. So everything you're sharing, I feel like no matter what someone's history is, is like very helpful, you know, to go through something like this.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then the other physical things that are taking place on my body, let's go from like top down. So my teenage hormonal cystic acne is back, especially around my chin area, and it's because mm. of an increase in hormones that's called androgens,
2: which oh. causes more
0: oil to clog up your pores. Oh,
2: interesting.
0: I've been using a lot of pimple patches, but nothing really helps. I remember when we talked to Chriselle, she yeah. was just like, it's just hormonal, you can't do anything about yeah, it. I'm yeah. like, just let it happen All the right, kind of thing. Just let it be. Um,
1: my boobs are humongous. (laughs) Your boobs did... I think that I noticed that more than I noticed your... I didn't notice the belly bump when you... I remember when I... I, Your boobs are... (laughs) That's what Justin said, too. Yeah,
0: when I hugged hugged, one of our friends, Porter, she was just like, why is did she get a boob job like what why is her yeah, boob she's so like I gave
1: you a hug and uh I mean I noticed a difference yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean I always I'm saying now like don't get a boob job y'all just get pregnant yeah. <laughs> I went up two cup sizes I think did I you? haven't I haven't checked yet but I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. there's two cup sizes oh you're a d oh wait maybe not maybe you see <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was an a for a second but I've never I mean I've never had like full boobs in my life. I was probably like a, mm. on the smaller size of a bee. Kind of weird also, but like, and no one, I never knew about this, but like yeah. sometimes they leak too now, which oh. I thought, I was like, why is it so early? Yeah, mm. yeah. But it's something called colostrum, which is dubbed like liquid gold because of its Ooh. antibodies and nutrient content. It's the precursor of breast milk, oh. which will, you know, soon feed the baby. But I sometimes go... Raw free, and I'm walking around. I remember I was walking around with uh, Philip at I- IKEA, and I looked down, and I was just like, yo. <laughs> oh, like, this is not a good look. <laughs> she's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. My boobs are leaking. So it's not a lot. It's just like yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's like a little wet dot. Yeah. <laughs> both
1: sides of where your nipples are. I had actually never heard of that. And I had a lot of friends and family be pregnant. And so I brought it up to my cousin. I was like, yeah, Helen said, she, like, you can actually, like, you could start leaking. She's like, oh, that means she's probably going to be a good producer of milk. Like oh, milk. She's like, lucky. <laughs>
0: because, okay, very early on, and made this TMI, but whatever. I like, I was squeezing my nipples. because like, I was like, where's this milk going to come from? Yeah, Cause yeah. There's no like holes. holes yeah. It's not like a pee hole or anything like that. It's like, where's this milk going to yeah, come from? Yeah. Isn't there a hole? There's, it there's multiple holes. Oh, it's like a, it's like very porous. Mm. So it comes out in like little dots. And one day I was just like squeezing and trying to look. And then the little, like the clear liquid, which is yeah. the colostrum came out. I was like, Ooh. <gasps> <laughs> Shit, am i breastfeeding right now like only four months in did you try your own cl- i didn't
2: oh no someone did
0: oh, i'm going end it on that <laughs> but it's very nutritious it's like very good yeah. for you people call it people say it's it's like liquid gold people basically. say it has better nutrition than milk itself so mm. i'm like mm. yeah. in any case did you put down your acne Oh, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that would, ooh. What if that, what if that, Dude, what if we create like an ABG acne acne cream cream. based on my (laughs) colostrum? All right, Helen, good Get on pumping. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Other parts of my body, lower back pain is like really Mm. bad. Just yesterday, I was out gardening and leaning over to pick up some dry leaves and not going to lie, I feel like I'm a fairly fit person. Used to work out my back maybe more my upper back than my lower back but it it felt like I pulled my back after just a couple of like bends and I could tell that I was like a little bit painful but then when I got up I was just like holy shit and I just lay on the couch and I literally couldn't move for a while so I don't know that does scare me a lot that I'm having these lower back pains because my mom has back pains and she said it started from pregnancy so I really do want to like work the out of my back when I'm I'm out of this like back muscles yeah when I'm out of this pregnancy thing start twerking
2: you know start twerking twerking. (laughs) yeah maybe I need to twerk
0: more um also around 17 weeks I have this like linea negra Mm. which stands for black line in latin and it appears as a line that is vertical from your belly button like going up towards your towards your chest area down to your vjj area um and apparently this line is always there like you ladies have it too but pregnancy increases the production of melanin, which causes any dark spots on your body, including this line, to darken too. Oh. So all my moles are a little bit darker. This line is darker too. And we all, yeah, we all have the line. Mm. I guess it's called like a white line, but then it turns black mm. during pregnancy. So yeah, everyone check on your linea Nigra. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: like, i my belly button right now.
0: Um, two other things. So I am starting to feel like little kicks, <gasps> little flutters. And melt. I keep a daily journal. So I know when this happened, but it was around week 18 that I started feeling little flutters. And you just like don't know what it is. It feels it feels like a, I mean, we all feel rumbles in our stomach, yeah. you know, when we eat. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay, it's processing. But it kind of feels like that. And you can't distinguish if it's honestly like a fart bubble, food, <laughs> or the baby kicking. So that was week like 18 or so. And then week 21, 22, you start feeling a little bit more. And then now I definitely feel it. And Philip can feel it too when he touches my stomach. But it, it varies. It depends. I think this baby likes to be up at 3 a.m., which oh, I was like the early oh, hours of the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Early hours in the morning. Or anytime I like lie down, I'm just like, okay, <laughs> like why are you kicking now? But, um, but yeah, starting to feel little kicks.
2: Oh my God. That's, That's crazy. crazy. That's so crazy. Yeah. I know.
0: And lastly, the bottom of my foot is sore anytime I get out of bed. Mm. It kind of feels like when you've been walking in heels the night before oh, like no. all night and then you get up, you know? Yeah. That feeling where it's just like ow. Sore, yeah. So, feeling that every morning, um and I never needed slippers other than the fact that it was just for like cleanliness yeah. sake, and yeah. you're not walking around the house with bare feet and now it's more for comfort. I'm like, I need my slippers for the comfort of the cushion. Mm. Oh. So all of these things happening, ladies, all the things to look forward to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a
2: lot.
1: It is a lot.
0: Yeah, it is a lot. It's a lot of changes, but you know, this is part of the process. And, uh, I, I feel lucky that it's not like mm. I'm not nauseous anymore. I forget actually how bad it was first trimester. Mm. Cause it, it's, For anyone who's pregnant, like, log your daily, like, feelings, emotions, and Mm. everything you're going through. Because I totally forgot what it felt like. And when I was looking back, I was just like, holy crap, this was bad. Yeah. Like, it was just like, I'm at an ABG meeting. I can't focus. I really want to sleep. Like, I feel really nauseous and uncomfortable. And I'm going to try and leave. And I'm like, oh, I don't remember feeling that way.
1: Were you logging, like, writing down in a journal? Or how how have you been tracking Yeah, so I just
0: keep it um, on, like, a document on online mm-hmm. so it's easier for me to just type everything exactly.
1: out. Oh, I see that's why some
2: there's some days in the meetings I'm just like can we leave at 4 cuz I'm cuz I tend to just get tired easily and Helen's like
1: yeah yeah 4 I got to
2: yeah. like, <laughs> leave and now I'm like oh, that's why you want to leave <laughs> now you know why
0: oh my gosh when we did the freaking today show interview that was like one of the worst experiences
1: I still think that that's crazy that Dude. you were that and you were kind of at the epitome of feeling nauseous and not well, right? Yes. And we had our biggest, like, national TV, like, interview experience. So, oh my gosh, you could say the baby had, you know his or her first national TV
0: experience yeah. in mom's stomach. That was the worst experience. I was trying really hard to be present, to
1: like listen, to focus, but like, I just wanted to the. Oh, I was like, I better yeah. not walk on live TV right now. Well, you, I mean, I couldn't tell. I didn't know. And I was actually quite shocked when you told us afterwards. Like yeah. when you announced, when you told us that you were pregnant, I tried to go back in my mind yeah. and think of all the instances that we were together. And I'm like, how did I not pick up on this?
2: Your endurance for pain though, or your tolerance. Your or tolerance, really, is yeah, very yeah. like, I don't say, maybe high or very, you're dealing with it very well. Mm, yeah. Like, I'll be honest. If that was me, yeah, I yeah, need to have a trash can right <laughs> on that live taping because I would be, I, I'm just, I came around in a car without getting car sick. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't see mad props to you on yeah. how you dealt with like, and how you're still dealing with the physical pain of pregnancy. But one thing I want to talk to you about and ask you is that, I think a lot of people don't really understand or know, I guess, that the mental transformation or changes that a woman's mm-hmm. going through when she's pregnant, you know, mm-hmm. and I think, yeah, I just want to hear more about, you know, what have you been going through mentally and how is it a, af- how has being pregnant affected you mentally yeah. and emotionally? Emotions are, I
0: mean, it's weird. I feel like with pregnancy, you feel these emotions on so many extremes. Mm-hmm. I remember there was just like so much fear during the first trimester because of all the potential complications yeah. the baby could go through and the instability of the fetus. So that is why a lot of people say, you know, maybe don't share within the first trimester cuz you don't want to get anyone's hopes up. Mm. And um mm. and the fact that like we couldn't talk about those fears with anyone, but between Philip and myself, like that was very difficult mm. and stressful. And then I remember feeling so elated and grateful after each of our doctor's visits when we heard that we have, you know, a healthy baby that's growing at the right pace and with a good heartbeat. And after every checkup I cried just like Aww. out of gratitude that Aww. things were going the the way it was supposed to, because it's so scary. You just like yeah. never know what they can say, right? After all the blood tests, after all the lab work and I remember there was one time where the blood tests where it tests if like the spinal cord's open, if there's any Down syndrome or anything like that. The doctor was just like, Oh yeah, you you guys were fine with that test, and Philip and I just looked at each other, we're like, oh, that's amazing and we just started crying and Aww. we were just like that's such good news to yeah, hear, you know, yeah, cause yeah. you just never know. That could be, that could change the trajectory of your whole parenthood. Life, yeah. um, and so after every checkup, we were crying out of like yeah. gratitude that things were going going well. Um, and then just on the other end, we I feel like so just out of body and like I mentioned earlier, just so foreign to myself and what's happening with my mind and the transformations in my body. Also during the first trimester, I felt very lonely, even though I had Philip. but you know, he can only do so much. He's not me and he is absolutely doing the best that he can being like a super solid emotional foundation because technically he's pregnant too. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. an expectant father. He's going through a lot of things as well, but he has been so stable for me. That is just an unwavering that mm. I'm super thankful for. For that. But at the same time, he can't fully empathize with what I'm going through. Um, and once people started to find out about my pregnancy, our friends and close family, I feel like people started to treat me differently. Mm. In some ways, it's nice. You know, you get the treatment of a pregnant lady. People will help you with your bags and boxes and give you a seat at the table. But there is this one incident that I will share with a good friend. I won't mention his name, but he unintentionally started to exclude me from certain conversations that involved going out and having fun. Mm. And it was not done out of malice whatsoever, mm. but I felt very hurt by that because he was basically dictating for me, you know, that I was a pregnant woman and a soon to be mom and that I was ready to make this life transition where I would start to be absent from the party scene. Right. Mm. And I, I didn't like that this was an assumption that was being made for me because in my mind, I was still in, I was still going through a transitionary phase I hadn't fully accepted yet that I was in mom mode that yeah. for some reason I was expected to sit at home and rest and only play board games and not have <laughs> fun anymore, which you know is a terrible stigma to mm-hmm. just like put on moms in the first place because mm-hmm. moms are people too
2: yeah
0: I wanted to feel included even if I couldn't make it out for certain things right so that was a serious talk that I had with this one particular friend and it was a difficult one because. I knew he wasn't doing anything out of like malice or he Mm -hmm. wasn't intentionally trying to make me feel bad. Mm -hmm. Told him exactly how I felt, that it hurt. And it was a very good conversation. He had no idea that he was making me feel this way. He was very apologetic and thankful that I had brought it up to him. And I think it's just one of those like socially acceptable things where people place moms in certain buckets in their heads, Mm -hmm. which, you know, even me, like I probably did this to my mom friends too. Where, you know, you think the mom needs to stay at home and rest and take care of the baby, whereas the dad needs a night out or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I think there should really be equal treatment from from friends for how they treat both, like, their their guy and gal pals. Um, And this whole narrative and presumptions of moms, in my opinion, and now my experience, should probably start changing. Because we we are human, too, and um, it's like, ask us instead of assuming for us.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, that definitely was like kind of something that was a shift for our social group because mm-hmm. you and Phil are the first in our, in our close LA friend group mm-hmm. to not only get married, but then move on to having children together. Mm-hmm. So it's the first time that we're all kind of like trying to figure out what are the right things to do. And I'm actually personally really, really glad that you had that conversation, mm-hmm. not just for yourself, but I think it is important for our friends and myself also to know, because those are just things that you're not aware of. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and one thing that
0: this friend said that really stuck with me and I appreciated was, you know, he was saying that he had hurt his leg and he was like, if my friends didn't show up for me and still invite me out to things and make made me feel welcome and wanted – like then he would feel terrible. And he kind mm. of associated that with me where it's like, I'm going through this mommy thing and you know friends should be there for you through every part of your journey, no matter what setbacks mm. or whatever it is that you're going through. Real friends will always be there for you. So it was his way of saying that he was not being a good friend and that he wanted to be a real friend that will be there for every mm. life milestone, milestone or downfall, whatever it is. And that meant a lot for him to have said that.
2: I also think that just to add on what Janet was saying, um, I think when you touched on this, like, I don't like when people assume things mm-hmm. for me. Cause I think honestly, like, I think at first, before you guys had the conversation and obviously we're kind of tuned into, cause we're in your friend group, it taught me a lot how to navigate you know when your friend's pregnant because I think in for example from my mind I'm having thinking like oh if I say I didn't invite you to something it's more like I don't think she, we want to trouble her with going out like it's just so much it's like a burden on her Then reality that's just us assuming mm, this mm-hmm. burden feeling when you probably like I don't feel like that at all yeah so it's more like just one thing we learned is always extend the offer out to everyone in the group mm-hmm. and you make decision if you want to go or not yes yeah yeah Weird conversations to have, y'all, but... No, but very but it's good. Yeah, yeah. I very, think it's actually kind of like strengthened your friendships with yes. everyone in the group, so you have an understanding.
1: Yeah. I, I definitely... It didn't just strengthen, I think, like you and him, but also with all of us, because we are all openly able to talk about these things, right, yeah. that we haven't before. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting to hear... How the pregnancy we talked about, like the physical, the mental, emotional, the social. Now, even extending further into social, we all know that Miss Helen is generally the instigator at any party scene. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Pretty much if you've gone to any social event with her there, she is probably pouring you a shot. Uh, and then following at the second, a second one after you take that the first yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it is definitely a part of your persona and like social identity to be incredibly social and incredibly present at at a party, and um, you know, with the alcohol as as a vehicle to kind of have everyone have a good time and mm-hmm. welcome them. How has that? How has kind of your social persona changed, and specifically with alcohol and your relationship with alcohol with pregnancy? Yeah. Good question.
0: I did miss it at first, but I actually really don't like miss it that much yeah, anymore. Yeah. I remember telling you ladies at the beginning of my pregnancy that I didn't like being around drunk people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, now when I see drunk people, I'm like, ooh, this is like it's not a good look. And I was like, was that, me? Perspective. that yeah. was me. That was me back then, you know. I was a drunken mess and sorry. But um, I definitely felt FOMO of not being able to participate because I remember during my first trimester, I was thinking that one, I am just as needing of social interaction and fun mm. as anyone else after yeah, COVID. Yeah. And this was a period of time mm. where things were coming back, you know, into mm-hmm. play. And now we're, you know, in Delta and, and Mu and all of these other variants. But I remember thinking, I really want to have fun too. And two, yes, I am used to being the rallier, the instigator, and not just someone who sits in the shadows. Mm-hmm. So when everyone is laughing and on the that other level, like I can't meet them there, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember getting sad because the reality of it was that the, things are changing. Like if you look mm-hmm. at it one layer deeper, it's like, oh, transitions are happening. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer the person I used to be. Mm-hmm. Even not being able to eat sushi, like... Dude, yo, it actually sucks. And well, you know, also
1: cuz Helen's like favorite food is sushi salmon. and it's salmon. Salmon. Yes. salmon specifically raw salmon, raw s- salmon s- sashimi. Yes. So, yeah, that is another huge thing to kind of take to yeah. to change for you.
0: And, you know, now I think I'm I'm definitely more okay with it, but mm. I remember the first time when people kind of joked around and said like, "Oh, I'll eat two salmon's for you or I'll drink for you." Like, it's mm. funny and of course I'll joke o- along too, but like it's kind of not like mm. i love sushi and drinking too you know yeah. maybe i'm being like overly sensitive i remember i like wrote this down too i was like maybe you're being overly sensitive helen or maybe these are just things that pregnant people don't talk about yeah. things that we sort of internalize because as a mom as a woman it it was our decision to get pregnant you know if it was and we should be grateful and happy that we're growing a human inside of us mm-hmm. and I wrote down that sacrifices are expected rather than revered. As a mom, you let others come first. And I just remember writing that down. And now I forget about it because I don't care anymore about, you know, eating sushi Sure, I still do care about that a little bit more, but like drinking alcohol, I don't care anymore. But back then, this was how I was feeling. That as a mom, you kind of take a back seat and you know, you did this to yourself. So just be okay that you can't do the things that you can no longer do, at least for this period of time. Mm -hmm. And that made me sad. But you know, I have no desire to take shots or get drunk. As you ladies can probably tell, like at parties now, I'm more just like, I'm chill. Like, I I really don't need alcohol. And Mm. I feel happy with myself and confident that I can be in social situations and have fun without alcohol. And it's good for me to have, you know, gone to this place in my overall maturity too, because maybe back then it was kind of a crutch or something that just Mm -hmm. made me feel more comfortable getting everyone else involved and drinking Mm -hmm. with me too. Um, And now that I don't need it, it's like, cool, that's good.
1: I've also seen, I feel like you're, because like – it's it's less about just the alcohol and the sushi, but more what they represent, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's why when people say those things to you, it's like they're treating it as just like the sushi and the alcohol. But it's like, no, you're basically saying I'm going to take away parts of your identity for you. Yeah. If I'm going to take the shot for you, I'm going to take the sushi from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I've seen you kind of in the social settings, like you're still playing you've taken, instead of the instigator alcohol shop pouring person, you're kind of playing a hostess role now. Mm. I see that you really love like having us over at your home. And then when, whenever you, there's a, there's like a gathering here, it's definitely got a hell in touch. Like it's, you're yeah. more specific about having the certain, like just the dynamics that you care about in any like social setting. Right. Yeah. So I think it's been awesome to, for you to kind of see it as like a way to. It's like, like you said, it's a transformation, right? Yeah. It's not things that are being taken away from you, but ways that you're actually choosing to change your, your yeah. position. Yeah.
0: I actually didn't notice that before, but it's true. It's like, it's, it's hosting in a different way or it's trying to get people together in a different way yeah, and focusing yeah. on what it is that I can, you know, handle or control at this point in my life. And it's like, at the end of the day, I will be able to eat sushi and drink alcohol. Yeah. So this is temporary, yeah. but mm-hmm. in the moments, no one talks about this. Like, yeah, it sucks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, as a friend, one thing I'm noticing too, like a couple things, like I think naturally with the pandemic, you know, I'll be honest, our group partied a lot, but I think with the pandemic, we don't really care for that as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I've noticed with you saying, like, oh, like, I mean in the beginning this identity of like being the, like the like the hype woman or like the instigator or whatever I think before drinking was our social activity mm-hmm. but now it's more like no it's just we're finding other social activities that don't involve alcohol that we actually really enjoy too yeah which like for example I think one night we were just over at your place and I didn't even want it, no one was drinking we are all just drinking LaCroix or whatever we are playing like uh big two yeah they were playing like dares and truth or dare with a uh, big two, and it was just like really fun that's such a fun night like, yeah yeah i remember like laughing so much that night so just like learning how to like figure out what the core thing maybe is It's just like maybe it's just more the activity being involved with your yeah. friends still yeah, yeah um so i think that's something we i mean honestly i also appreciate not drinking as much either so i'm like yay
0: <laughs> we didn't drink on our last retreat together
2: and it was yeah. so productive <laughs> i loved it yeah <laughs>
1: IABGs, how many of you out there are starting to have to go back into the office but struggling to find the right outfits? Because now you've gotten used to wearing all of your comfy loungewear at home, but you know you also gotta look professional at work. Well if that sounds like you, I would like to introduce you to Beta Brand. Their dress pant yoga pants have the perfect balance of style, polish, and comfort. They're designed with the fit and flexibility of yoga pants, but the look of professional dress pants. These pants are wrinkle resistant, machine washable, and don't need to be ironed. Super easy to care for. Beta Brand also has tops, and I have been loving their rose rivet work shirt and chambray, which I style unbuttoned over a simple tank top. It gives me just the right amount of form and angle for a professional look, but it's super soft and comfortable. Right now, our listeners can get 30% off their Beta Brand orders when you go to betabrand.com slash ABG. That's B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D.com slash ABG for 30% off your order for a limited time. And when you use our special URL, you're supporting our show too. Discover what it's like to be comfortable and confident all the time. Go to betabrand.com slash ABG for 30% off.
2: All right, so we all know Helen's originally from Boston. But she has a lot of her family members from her mom's side here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But many of them have jobs and probably can't take off too much time to help take care of the baby when he or she arrives in December. Um, Helen, are you having any help with the baby when he or she arrives?
0: Yeah. So my mom will be coming to take care of me for a month after my birth. Thank goodness. I am very thankful for her. But I'm also very nervous for this thing called chew meat. That's in mm-hmm. Toysanese, which translates to, translates to sitting month or a mm-hmm. sit a month. I'm not sure if you ladies have heard about this before but it's pretty intense actually yeah do you know if your
1: parents did that I I've heard about it actually more from um just like social media and different things because my my mom didn't really talk about Mm. it I don't think yeah and I've asked her actively because like when I was interested in Chinese medicine that was one of women's Mm -hmm. health is really big in that um but I'm personally really fascinated by that and kind of wish my family had kind of carried on some more of those things so I'm intrigued to to watch you go through it oh god okay yeah <laughs> uh, <about> you,
2: <laughs> yeah I definitely heard of it but it may not be as, as intense as you explain. but I have uh, people in my family that have hired like old Chinese ladies that come yeah. and to take care of them for the month after they're born and for me all I know is like they had to drink a certain soup and they like, only eat certain things for mm-hmm. the month but there's I think there's definitely more traditions involved that you're going to probably go through
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, basically like this is, it's literally sit a month, right? You lie down and sit for a month and you're confined to the house with your baby so that you can rest and heal during this most crucial period of recovery. So last week I had dim sum with my papa, my grandma and my aunt, and I was telling them, i was telling my grandma i was like dude mom is so intense about chinese traditions and i was so fearful of this sitting month situation that she was going to put me through and i blamed my grandma i was like you made her this way you put you made her so stubborn in her traditions and my grandma responded by saying like oh it wasn't me it was those bot paws which means bitches <laughs> that your mom hangs out with and i was like wow grandma that was hilarious but then i asked her i was like oh did you do sitting month with your she had three girls i was like did you do sitting month month with your three girls and she's like of course i did as if there's like no question about it mm. so i'm like okay well these traditions c- came from you grandma yeah. so it's not the bot polls, it's it's you <laughs> you made my mom this way um but yeah so just like a little bit of history about this because i know this is very new for people who a lot of people that are even chinese have not heard about mm. this but sitting month is followed by millions of Chinese women, and it dates back to the Han Dynasty in China. I'm Googling here. So, year 960. And according to Janet, what you mentioned, TCM, traditional Chinese medicine. They basically say that the blood carries qi, which is your life force, which fuels all the functions of your body. And when you lose blood, which happens during pregnancy, you lose qi. And that causes your body to go into the state of yin, which is cold. And when yin, which is cold, and yang, hot, are out of balance, your body will tend to suffer physical disorders. Mm. And that's why TCM says that women who have just given birth are more susceptible to cold air, and thus might get more sick easily. Mm. So basically, women who have just given birth have to follow a very specific lifestyle of refraining from showering for a whole month, not sitting in air-conditioned rooms, even if it's super hot out, and not eating any foods and drinks like ice cream, watermelon, um, refrigerated juices, ice water, etc. But eating things like pig's, feet pig trotter and hard boiled eggs braised in ginger and vinegar stew or papaya fish soup which is a good source of protein and it Mm. also produces more breast milk and eating things like ginseng veggies rice congee so my sister annie i don't know if I'm just going to share this, but she actually did not shower after Tyler, which is her first child. She said she couldn't, she couldn't do that with Riley, her second one, but for the first one, she didn't shower after she gave birth, which is insane to me because wow. a lot of stuff comes out of your vagina yeah. during that time. To be honest, I think I might do the same. Yeah. Riley's I mean, w- can
2: you wipe? You can wipe. Yeah.
0: Yes. So for a month, you're supposed to only shower or wipe with a cloth, Mm. but with only hot water boiled with ginger, which is supposed to remove the yin from the mother's body. So boiled ginger
1: water is what you wipe with. And that's what she did. Wow. I mean, so you're, I mean, you're still cleaning yourself. It's just, um, I don't know. I find this stuff fascinating, obviously, because I, you know, I was really interested in uh, TCM. So... Um, but it, it makes sense that you're kind of restoring all heat related things Mm -hmm. and not allowing any coldness into the body. So, yeah, I mean, damn, if people have been doing it since 900 something, it's for, you know, I mean, yeah, there is something too about like, I mean, I
0: keep thinking about this. Like I used to think my mom doing all of these things, the Chinese traditional, you know, herbaly things and medicinal things, even like cupping. She, mm. she did when I was a kid and I would see her walking around the house with just like these circular bruises Mars, on her yeah, back yeah. and be like, mom, this is such a weird Chinese thing that you're doing. But now cupping is a very popular technique yeah. Yeah. that, that was popularized by social on, media. Yeah, and yes, yeah. many athletes do this too. So I'm like, okay, there is something with Eastern medicine that dates, far far back yeah. mm-hmm. further back than western medicine and there has to be some source of True. validity True. to yep. all of this yep. right I agree. Yeah. um and then when i was talking to my grandma over dim sum she's completely sold on the fact that she has major migraines nowadays because she had my mom back in china in March, which which is one of the coldest months in China. Oh. And she had to wash my mom in the river because she had no running water. So it was always cold outside. Mm. And she would also have to go to the city by herself because I guess her mom was too old, couldn't make the trip to the city to get the foods that we mentioned earlier mm. for this one month after birth situation. But when she went, apparently, her mom would tell her to like wrap her head when she left the house because it was cold out, but she said it didn't look cute. <laughs> <She> <laughs> wrapped her head. So she tells me that she regrets not wrapping her head so much now because she messed with the yin in her body and exposed herself to cold. This wow, is so interesting.
1: yeah. That, that does, it makes me think about like the month that the woman gives birth, like how, cause like say you give birth in summer, is that like more preferred then maybe? Or- no, cause think- then you have to
0: be indoors without Showering. AC on yeah, yeah. and there have been um, cases, I was looking at stuff yesterday, there have been cases where people have died from like heat stroke <gasps> oh, and, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah cause they took this to an extreme. Right, mm. right. I think nowadays there's probably some moderation with that yeah. where maybe you have like a fan on that's not pointed directly at you yeah. or low AC or whatever yeah. it is. But yeah,
2: I have a, a few questions. First off, I do find it incredibly lucky that you're giving birth to this baby, hopefully in December in Los Angeles, yes. which the weather <laughs> yeah. is very bearable. Yeah. Two. I mean, now that you know you're going to be doing the city month, um, Cause if I were if I were in your shoes, I'm like okay. Like right before like you go into the hospital, you're like I am going to shower real quick. Like kind like, of like you didn't think of oh yeah, do like, all the like, things now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or also like are you gonna like can you take where like can you do makeup remover like, I, like, like <laughs> oh yeah like, <laughs> like what's allowed and not yeah allowed on also your like skin. You know, are you gonna are you allowed deodorant are you allowed uh, dry shampoo like these are the you know yeah. I mean also yeah, yeah. like we're a modern times too so how do you mm. blend tradition tradition and modern
0: yeah i remember annie saying that she used a lot of dry shampoo so i'm assuming oh. that dry shampoo is okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah maybe just nothing that's cold that mm. enters your body or surrounds your body
2: do so you like heat up the deodorant a little bit huh? <laughs> <laughs> did you smell Annie anything that month
0: no i actually don't remember i just remember her hair, her hair being very greasy <laughs> that's all i remember but i didn't uh register that she was doing the sitting month thing because mm. i was just with her at home mm. taking yeah, care of the baby yeah, yeah. But I was just
1: like, yeah, why is your hair so greasy? <laughs> now I know. So we know when, when she comes back from the hospital, we'll dry shampoo. We'll put yeah. it together, a little kit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a question for
0: you ladies. And it's something that we've talked about in the past. But I think anytime you are very close to someone, and for the record, we are not only business partners and co-hosts, but... Really good friends, um, basically family outside of this podcast. And anytime something big happens in a close friend's or family member's life, you technically feel their feelings to some extent, even if you're not going through that transition yourself. You are going through a major transition as a support system and as someone who is living vicariously through those experiences by proximity. So question for you ladies, how
1: are you two feeling about this pregnancy? Honestly, honestly. I still am through the roof, like just like with so much joy, like, so I can't, like, I don't know. My heart is, and I think it's, it's coming from a place where I have, I'm at an age where I've had, I have nieces and nephews. I've had a lot of close friends, like, you know, get married, get pregnant and give birth. Um, and to be fair, because it's not been me individually. And I will say, these have not been people that I've been as close to you as where Mm. We're seeing each other like all the time we're working together. I've seen more of the positive. Mm. So right now I'm still kind of on that high. So yeah, that on a very pure feeling level as someone who's also not very good at feeling my feelings, but I I know I can feel that on like a physical level. I just feel so happy and elated and with joy. Um, but I will say like, I think I feel moved more than I have in the past with some of the emotions like when when you guys told us i remember looking at both you and phil and seeing both of you get choked up Mm. and feeling that as well myself and i think it is because as much as i'm close to my friends and my family i don't see them on a day-to-day and i didn't know on a more more direct level what it means to them to conceive that child right Mm. and and with you guys i was i just feel like i'm able to feel the feelings um And then also, in a kind of, like, knowledge level, like, I know, yes, my cousin has gotten pregnant, my friends have gotten pregnant, and they'll talk about, yeah, like, my back hurts or this, but they didn't, we never really sat down and had conversations about kind of the deep emotional and mental shifts that are happening, right, and the fears of, because I know, like... I know through growing up with them that a lot of women have struggled with, like, body issues, right? Yeah. But we never really sat down and talked about it, and I couldn't really place myself in their in their perspective. And I remember when you shared with us, like, the news, and we we're all so happy and celebrated. And then, like, in our next meeting, we kind of sat and were like, okay, like, how are you really mm-hmm. feeling, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to have you share those things was the first time where I was like, oh, I can feel that I get it, right? And it's not a bit of, like, oh, I'm suffering from your suffering, right. but it's like, oh that makes total sense. And now I can prepare for myself. Like it puts into context for me now, like when I think about pregnancy in the future, knock on wood, if it, you know, hopefully if that can happen or just me having better context of women who are pregnant of what that experience is like. So yeah, I don't know. I think for me, this is this has been really interesting and I still feel like maybe I'm just, I, because I'm not exposed to the hard parts, you're yeah. going through the things and I'm just kind of still... On the outskirts and 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 being here as much as i can but i don't i'm just feel i feel i think because logically i've i've had a lot of friends and family go through so i kind of know some of the things to expect i'm not really taken into shock by it but i've been able to experience the feelings and the understandings on a deeper level because you are someone that i'm like the closest to and who's going Mm -hmm. through this you know i was talking about how helen you're like one of the closest people to me to experience pregnancy Mm -hmm. and so it's like learning all of the ups and the downs, but I think also like the shift of looking at you taking on the role of mother has mm-hmm. been really like, wow for mm-hmm. me too. Because I, I mean, you've gone through so much change in the last couple yeah. of years and we've, it's been a shared change for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. But I just feel so excited for you. And like, I just have so much confidence in how this is just going to enhance your, what is the word I'm looking for <laughs> Like, I just, I feel like for, for what you've gone through mm-hmm. and how, your clarity and your identity and your values, like this just feels like such an elevation. Mm. Yeah. So I'm just super excited for the baby, but also for you to go through this experience and for Phil because, um, yeah, you guys are, I think I had also forgot to mention this, but like, I, I don't think I've, I've Mm. been an auntie of a baby where I knew both the mom and the dad mm. for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And and that's why when I saw you guys both get choked up when you you know told us I like felt it. I was like, ah, shit." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very very excited.
0: Thank you for sharing that. And I think, you know, that, like that's the stuff that I'm sharing on this podcast. Obviously, I'm speaking from my Your own perspective. perspective. Yeah. So this is not what all you know pregnant women are going through but I think a lot of the things that I've mentioned that might sound a little bit more like on the negative side it's it's these are just real things that I don't think a lot of people talk about and when I share on this podcast, I don't see all the people listening to this podcast <laughs> I don't know who you are, but I'm just talking to Mel and Janet as my girlfriend so yeah. sharing it from my perspective of like you know both the, the good and the bad and um, take what you can from it but I'm glad that, you know, I feel like for Janet, she feels like she's having this baby. And for Mel, too, you Related (laughs) to having this baby with me, basically, because you're going through all of my emotions as I'm going through them, too. And, yes, thank you for being there for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I
1: haven't – I mean, I personally haven't uh, felt – that it's been negative, I feel like it's just been very real. Like Mm. anything that you've shared with us, at least from my perspective and emotionally, I'm just like, there are things I'm like, oh, I understand. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. not, I don't, not that I understand, but it's like, oh, I could see, makes sense why you're feeling that or why. And it's like, I never thought of that before because people have never shared that with me before, you know? So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think there is definitely a, a part of this where um, a lot of pregnancy is glorified. Yeah. Yeah. Not Mm, a lot of people want to talk about the things that are a little bit harder because they don't want to come off as ungrateful or that they're not happy. But to be honest, like I mentioned earlier, these emotions are extremes on both ends. (laughs) It's not just like extreme happy all the time. It's extremes on both ends and finding a happy medium and a good balance.
1: Yeah. And I, I feel personally more like, well-rounded as a person, and then just—I mean, selfishly too. Like, I feel more prepared for yeah. wanting to to go enter that kind of stage because I kind of feel like I am seeing what to expect. Yeah, you know, right?
0: yeah. So thank you for sharing. Oh, thank you for sharing that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Over for you, Mel.
2: Um, I'm gonna divide this into what am I no, most nervous about with yeah. the pregnancy, and what I'm most excited about. Yeah. Um, I'll go with the nerves first. Um, on the opposite side of Janet, you're my first friend that's pregnant. I don't know anyone else I'm really close with or have, like, I think I have friends that I, like, I saw they're pregnant, but they're always, like, friends I see, like, once every six months, and, yeah, like, yeah. I don't have that sense of attachment, and Helen being one of my closest friends, close probably, like, you're the closest thing I have to a sister it's very new experience even for me to go through this as a friend of a pregnant person. Yeah. You're also the oldest
0: in your family of our, all your yeah. cousins. Yes. So none of your cousins or family members are pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: I don't have any nieces or nephews. Uh-uh. They probably like, but tell them But You should be, uh, you know, your turn. <laughs> um, but no, um, I think what I'm nervous about is again, this is a new experience, even for you as a mom, for me, as a friend of a mom, I know this is such a momentous time for you and you're going through so many changes in, in transition that you shared. And talking with you, it's overall, it's a very exciting time, but it's not always butterflies and sunshine, like you mentioned. Like you said, your back hurts and emotionally, you mentioned you're finding your new identity. And what I'm nervous about is, you know, focusing on our relationship as a friend is that I'm afraid I'm going to say or do something wrong Mm. because this is new, you know. um, Even though I can't wait to meet this baby, again you're my closest friend to be pregnant I'm not aware of certain things and have not been closely around someone to pick up on these social cues or understanding that maybe Janet has with her cousins or their friends so Mm. I really value friendship in our connection and I know we're both, Helen and I are both very like jokey, trolly people. Like <laughs> there are moments we just like, she goes, whoa, 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 I just let something say something that I just I get. And we just start cracking up. And like, the, we, we have this relationship where like, we'll throw a little like petty remark to each other, but we get it and we just start cracking up. Right. And sometimes I would throw out a joke and then there's a moment I'm just like, wait, can I not say that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, afraid yeah, I'm to right. say something wrong because I don't want to be like, I don't want to be, um, offensive because I don't know what's polite or what's right or wrong so there's only moments I'm just like afterwards I'm like oh Helen should I have not said that like (laughs) there are times I'm like oh no like you know what I mean I like I'll be can I share an example yeah that I actually picked up my brother texted me this too but I came into Helen's place for a meeting and I said this at like oh my god like she's showing more now I'm so excited to see the bump growing because it shows that the baby's progressing along I was like oh my god you can see the bump or you're growing and then Janet goes well yeah she's having a baby and I was like oh shit like (laughs) She's right. And I'll, And then later on, I was like, am I not supposed to say that? Because I didn't want to, you know, obviously you're going through body changes and emotions. So it's just like, what is right? What is wrong? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: And I will say that I could see how it's tough to say anything because you don't know, especially when a woman is going through something that is overly sensitive and you just want to be, you, you want to tiptoe yeah. around the the sensitivity of what they're feeling. Um, for that particular like comment i didn't feel that way because i think i remember i was like wearing something i was like oh yeah here's my bump but i could see why you question yourself if that was the right thing to say or not but i will say that when you follow up and you asked like oh wait should i not have said that like it's it comes from a, a sincere place yeah and it's not like you want to disrupt the relationship that we had before where we just like troll each other and yeah, just yeah. say whatever is on our minds without too much of a filter mm-hmm. so i really appreciated you know how you handled that thanks
2: yeah, so my brother, my brother messaged me because I think I think he posted some photos of your pregnancy, and my brother goes, "Oh my gosh!" Like I think he's also my brother is like he knows you and Phil, and she, he's kind of more more like also like, "Oh my god, I can't can't having a baby!" Like yeah. you know he's a Wang Fu fan, so then he, he was saying like, "Oh, Helen's like her bump is growing," and I was like, "Yeah, you should." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I had this kind of like hmm, like should you have said that kind of moment by, with myself and my little brother? defending me, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Huh," but um, yeah, I think there's a lot of things I'm learning. But I guess it's, a, it's the, nerve, the nerves of like, oh man, like navigating the yeah. change and making sure I'm being sensitive and respectful of where you're at. Um, another thing that I was nervous about, and this is something I was really hesitant on sharing because it made me feel like a dick, to be honest. And then maybe, I don't know if other people who are my age are like, you're the first one, you're the baby of your group and your friend's going through a pregnancy, which is a, a joyous time. And I pulled Helen aside. Cause she's like, something's up. Just talk to me. And I was like, I don't know but I literally told myself, like, I'm never going to say this to her face because it's something you don't bring up to a friend who's pregnant. Hmm. And you're very supportive. And you said, just talk to me. Said, Tell me what's on your mind. And I shared with you that even though I'm so excited for you, for the baby and your new role as a mother, I know that I, had a, I, had to, I needed to have a moment where I had time to process and acknowledge the fact that your priorities are going to shift -hmm. How that's gonna affect my friendship with you. Mm -hmm. Because again, I never had someone close to me who's pregnant. But for me, it's not a sense that like I'm being selfish with my, oh my god, I'm not gonna be your priority anymore. It's more like common fact that yes, she's becoming a mom. Her family and her baby is gonna take number one priority. And that priority and being a mom takes a lot of time that Mm -hmm. you should be giving to your child. So for me as a friend, I know that's gonna be a shift and a change in dynamic somehow, or time spent together yeah so I think there's a little pit a little part of me that was a little sad because I'm like I hope I'm not because I do cherish our time together as a friend I think people when it when I'm friends with someone that I'm really close with if something changes or that t- time I have with them like 101 it's very sacred to me so for me knowing that I was like I'm just a little sad that I maybe things might be a little different you know yeah um but This is also the change I think people feel when, for example, someone gets in a serious relationship, their time is going to be spent to their partner that they want to build a life with. So for me, it's also acknowledging that this is a big milestone and change in that dynamic and relationship too. So Helen and I had a really nice talk where I cried. Uh, (laughs) And she was very supportive and, like, acknowledged how I felt. But, yeah, that was something I was, like, really nervous about, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and I remember thinking that, you know, you're – concerns were just like, it, it made sense. Yeah. It totally made sense because the thing is that deep down it comes from a place of care. Like if you didn't care, then you wouldn't be concerned about us not spending time together, mm-hmm. right? If, and especially because you've never had a friend who has been pregnant. Like Janet, I know that with you, you've had a lot of friends and cousins and family members who have had kids so you kind of know what to expect yeah. and I think for Mel you're just like I don't know what to expect yeah. this is a huge transition for you and like I had mentioned just even prompting this question it's like if I'm going through a transition and we're really close you're going to be going through a transition as well so know that the, the thing that I took from that conversation was that you just really cared and you didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. and that made me feel even like I, I came out of that like happy like oh the fact that you cared this much to feel this way it, it was important that you share that with me so that I can give you the assurance that, you know, our friendship will always be here mm-hmm. and that I'm not like, I mean, I'll probably be busy with the baby for a little bit, but, like, that's not going to change our relationship and our dynamic. You crying? Mm. <laughs> like, every time Mel hides her face, I'm like, where's she
1: at? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, meow. Meow uh, I remember when you kind of had a conversation because I could tell that you were bothered by something. So we talked about this a little bit right after, um, we found out and I know you felt so guilty and you're like, I don't, I'm confused. Like, I don't know what I'm feeling right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I, I do think that it's like, I don't know that I experienced it the way that you have, where you don't know what to expect. And it's someone that's close to you. When I first started finding out people were pregnant, there wasn't someone that I spent like 24-7 what I work with, right? So I have been able to like slowly Mm. been been led into this experience, I guess you can say, right? Versus you, it's a very sharp kind of drastic. And I think that, like Helen was saying, been led into this experience, I guess you can say, right? Versus you, it's a very sharp kind of drastic. And I think that, like Helen was saying, it makes sense everything that you're feeling. You shouldn't feel guilty or bad. And I'm pretty sure there's someone out there listening who is going to feel this and who feels it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I, I think it's... Like, I appreciate you sharing that. Really, mm-hmm. I do. And I think that there's gonna be a lot of listeners who also can relate and will appreciate feeling not alone.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you saying
1: that. I think it was a lot, of, it came from a lot of guilt. Yeah. I was like, I shouldn't be feeling this
2: way about someone so No, amazing it makes news. so much
1: sense, yeah. as Helen said. It's every transformation involves something new, but it also involves something else leaving. So, yeah. to grieve the thing that you had before is not, it's part of the process.
2: Yeah. And I definitely had time to process. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys both saying that. And actually, I'm happy we had that conversation, Helen, because literally I told Jana, I was like, I'm never going to talk to her about this because this is literally it's not right because it's just, like... I think when you hear it, like, your best friend or one of your close friends are pregnant, you're like, you should be celebrating. And, like, I am, like, I'm going to get there. But I think for me, I'm just, like, I feel so bad feeling selfish in that moment of where this should be about this person, yeah. this new thing. But you're like, I'm thinking, him, like, i like... Friendship with Helen's gonna change. Like I thought of
0: that. Yeah, of course. And I think even like the source of it, I know. Like even right when you told me, I was like, okay, I know this comes from a good place. I know this comes from our relationship being as strong as it is right now, Mm -hmm. and the fear of it changing. Yeah, and that made me go like, oh, you silly. Like (laughs) you know, like I don't like silly isn't like I don't want you to feel guilt about this because it totally just makes sense Mm -hmm. where you're coming from. It's because you care so much, and I mean. Yeah, you, you'll have you'll have another one of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to wait, that's, that's to so true. Take up your t- attention, like trust me, y'all aunties and also
1: babysitters.
0: So that's true. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I actually remember Mel, like she, so when we were talking and then she goes home and she's like, Jenna, I Googled it. And Google tells me that I shouldn't talk to the mother about this. (laughs) Like you should never like, it's, you know, like the Google says, like people, people do, they'll feel, you know, like, uh, like they're sad that the relationship is changing, but you should never like talk to the mom about it. So so you cared enough to like really be thoughtful, to research and be thoughtful. You're like, shit, I don't know how to handle this. Right. So I was
0: like, I've been on a couple of Reddit pages (laughs) and it told me that I shouldn't be telling you this. (laughs)
2: i do my research to figure out you know to have an experience i literally had to resort to google like how to you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but that was the thing i was most nervous about and i got a little you know emotional because um but anyways but this led me to what i'm most excited about and i did i went home after helen you know and after our conversation and in the gift where she announced her pregnancy through both Janet and I, she included a little booty. Not like a ass, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like a baby sock. Yes. And on the bottom, she wrote Auntie Janet on one sock and Auntie Mel on the other sock. And then a moment where I was just sitting there and I was just processing my feelings and I'm like going through my past memories with Helen and like you know just sitting there with my feelings pretty much. And I just had a moment where... This, like, feeling of, of nervousness transformed yeah. to, like, oh, my God, my really good friend, who seriously, like, the reason why I'm so emotional is, like, again, you two are very close to me. And I don't have a sister. I don't have an older sister. You guys both have a sister. So it's a different bond. I have a brother. Love him, but it's very different. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: But you guys are the closest thing I have to a family that's a sister. I don't say sister like, sister, woo-woo. No. It's like <laughs> legit the things we talk about the things we've gone to together you guys are the closest things i have to like a blood sister so when i'm looking at this little booty i and i think about like helen and our many adventures in the last six years and i think about you transforming and taking on the role of mother it makes me really emotional it makes me really excited because i realize how attached i'm going to be to this baby and this connection i'm going to form because this child is going to probably feel like my niece or nephew, which I don't have. Mm-hmm. So this is like the first one I feel very like, this is the first baby in my, in my life. Yeah. So I feel very like, oh my God. And then I like texted Helen and I was like, I feel very emotional now. Like it's finally, <laughs> hit, it's finally hitting me. Yeah. And so for me, I'm very excited to see you take on this new role. And on a selfish front, I'm excited to play a huge role in this baby's life. Cause I'm gonna love this baby so fucking much <laughs> that I'm just like, cause the thing is, I think to myself, like if I could feel this strong connection with you, like you said, this baby is like a different thing. Yeah. So, so I guess, and I didn't really realize before, you know, like I think before my friends have kids are just like, Oh, you're just so cute. Well, blah, 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 blah. yeah, like, yeah, it's different. It's a very different connection. Yeah. yeah,
0: and I feel extremely lucky to have both of you here as like basically the blood aunties that will be local. Like my sister, I have a sister, but she's in Boston, and. Um, I don't have like the close, close like family members here that will be you know taking care and looking after and feeling that like real auntie vibe here, and I feel extremely lucky to have you two here in LA, and for you two to be so excited for this baby like makes me feel reassured that this baby is you know loved outside of just me and Philip, and and will be taken care of and loved, and it's just like that makes me feel very reassured
2: Aww. and happy. She says that she's rubbing her belly. It makes me (laughs) really excited.
0: (laughs) Baby turtle hears everything. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode of my pregnancy journey. I will be doing a Q&A with Philip, so bringing him into the conversation for a YouTube video. So keep your eye out for that. It'll be sometime, maybe in October, I believe, that we'll be releasing that. But, you know, this is only my perspective. Philip is also going through a lot of things as the mm. father, and I think a lot of times people focus on just the mom during pregnancy, mm. but <laughs> He reminds me that he's pregnant too, so he would like to share his emotions and his side of things. Um, But yeah, thanks everyone for listening, and if you are a new mama out there, if you're looking to be a mom, if you're going through things trying to be a mom, um, we are all in this together, and I would love to hear from you, hear how you're doing. I feel like the mommy community is incredibly supportive. Um, and just open to talking about so many things. So happy to connect with you all as well. Let us know in the comments of our IG posts. If you are a mama, soon to be mama, wanting to be a mama, already a mama,
2: <laughs> let us know all the mama things. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash Girl slash support, or get some merch
1: at com. If you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube, where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dear ABG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is at We do
2: have a couple of shout outs for this episode. To Tina from Samuel from the Bay Area, happy 30th birthday. You're an amazing Asian boss girl. To our little sister, Yeda from Yeji, sending your three-year-old son, Evan, to preschool for the first time as a first-time parent and watching him adjust to preschool life with minimal tears. My gosh, that's amazing. Hope you and Duke enjoy having a quieter, peaceful home all to yourselves during remote work. To Katrina B. from Kelsey from Ohio, Katrina, I know you're listening to
1: this, and I know you're an ABG killing it as a PA. Keep being an inspiration. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree and our link in bio on our Instagram and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all of her magic on our episodes, including this one.
0: And we will catch you on the next episode.
2: Bye! Bye.